The views and opinions expressed on this show are not meant to be used as medical advice. Consult your doctor before implementing any health or exercise changes. The Fire Within encourages you to do your own research and aims to spark interest and motivation to a healthier lifestyle. The Fire Within Podcast. You need a sustainable plan, the right mindset, and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within. Just like the Phoenix, you can burn your old habits, never turn back, and emerge completely anew. There are no shortcuts. Welcome, Fire Within community. This is the Fire Within podcast, where we talk about all things health, fitness, and nutrition related. I'm your host, Brandon, with my co-host, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm feeling healthy. What the health? What the health? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this today because I do spending time talking about this topic. And so we're going to talk about a documentary. Like we said, we would after having Vinny Tortovich on a couple times. He had a couple documentaries that he made that were very pro-meat. And so we thought we should do the fair thing and hear the other side. And so we picked the popular one. What the health? It's been out for a long time. But it brings up that conversation that we've had before that seemingly is so growing in importance which is you can't trust a dang thing unless you figure out who paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the, and then who, who they have on these documentaries, what do they have to gain from their standpoints as well? So I thought that'd be interesting. Now, so this documentary was a pro-veganism and we said we would do that since we just did an anti-veganism. Not one. that there's anything wrong with being vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Seinfeld. That wasn't good. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So once again, our, just to, to spoil everything, our stance is if you want to be vegan, that's great. It can be done well, but it may or may not be right for you. And a lot of the political pressure to go vegan is based on untruth, which was uh, Vinny's standpoint. So I was um, looking this up because I was curious about it. There's a study that came out from NPR that was talking about food industry studies. Yeah. And they said that after doing some research on it, that... Their studies suggest that as much as 90% of the studies that are funded by the food industry come up with outcomes that favor the sponsor's interest. Yeah. 90%. 90%. 90%. And so the reason we bring that up is because it's confusing. There's all this food data. But I think the same applies to documentaries because you got to look at who's making the documentary. And the two guys making this documentary are animal advocates. Yeah. And... Not to say that there's anything wrong with that. I, I looked it up on IMDb and it said the interesting trivia was Kristen Bell became a vegan after watching this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that it is one of those documentaries that have swayed a lot of people into thinking. Yeah. And unfortunately, in this case, a lot of the science that they propose isn't exactly true. I, I read another internet article there on vice.com where they fact-checked the, the scientific claims that were made in this documentary. And nine out of 10 of them were incorrect. I also saw that 96% of all of the quote unquote science they use to mitigate their claims, 96% of all science goes against those claims. So 4% of studies are in the favor of the claims made in the film and 96% of studies are against those claims. So um, we just want to help you be smarter, peoples. Yeah, that's all. Now, yeah. I have nothing wrong with animal activists and being for in favor of, of proper treatment of animals in Absolutely. the meat industry. And if you want to be vegan for that reason, be vegan. That's cool. But what I want to shed light on is some of the other untruths said throughout the film. Because I'm fine with the animal activist side. I get that. I understand that. And some of the, I guess the big one, the big claim of the film is that any kind of meat, fish, chicken, dairy, 
it's making us fat and giving us cancer and type 2 diabetes and toxins. And uh, yeah, it's everything that's wrong with the American diet is food products derived from animals. Right. And then what shocked me the most was uh, person after person refuting that sugar has anything to do with heart disease, diabetes, or anything like that, which was pretty concerning. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem with like documentary filmmaking. I think people work so hard to find a new angle that they just, they just, it's like when you write a research paper for college and you just didn't cite anything. It's, wouldn't it be great if this really supported my claim? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's not sugar. And it's the other th- aminals. <laughs> it's aminals. So and the other thing is that every single person in this film all had the same standpoint and they weren't looking at both sides. So if you find people that think the same as you. Well, he did call the American Heart Association. This is true. <laughs> and they're, they're known for being not very biased, he said sarcastically. So why don't we go through a couple of the claims uh, that are worth uh, discussing. Uh, one of the opening things was eating processed meats is as bad for you as smoking. I think it's just a common sense thing, right? If you eat processed meats for your entire life, or if you have a family member that has smoked their entire life, I think it's a really weird comparison, right? It's like saying this is like driving a car or riding a giraffe. It's they're, they're not they're not really related things. One's eating something, yeah, and one's not. Yeah, there are some substantial truths to the fact that processed meats with nitrites and nitrates are linked with cancer. But I do coach my clients if they're going to do lunch meat, bacon and things like that, look for nitrate free with less additives and and that can be helpful. But I think it's a a pretty exaggerated stretch to say that eating an egg is the same as five cigarettes, which is how they opened it up with. (laughs) (laughs) They said eating meat, eating dairy, eating what kind of meat? An egg, an egg, a single egg was the equivalent to smoking five cigarettes. Oh, okay. I remember hearing as a young person that by smoking a cigarette, and I I don't know how they got to this number, but it was basically in a dare campaign or something that smoking a cigarette takes seven minutes off of your life. So So they're saying that having an egg, according to that math from the dare study, is like taking 49 minutes off of your life when you eat an egg. Shoot, I've had some omelets that I'm down like four hours. Yeah, yeah. With my wife being pregnant and eggs being one of the most nutritionally viable things for her to eat and one of the few things she can keep down, she's killing three or four a day. So that means, I don't know, what, you're pregnant for nine months? I don't know, she's probably taking a year off. (laughs) Which, again, not true. Yeah, no, that's there's absolutely no way to quantify that. Uh, So that was quite the claim. Most deli meat's not really good for you. No, it's, it's not, not great. just meat. It's got a lot of extra stuff added to it. And most of the time, that extra stuff is sugar. Yeah. Yeah, to make it tasty. Uh, and then the other thing is, we've, which we've talked about time and time again on this show, is if something is organic and processed, if something is properly raised versus conventional, it makes a huge difference with how it interacts with your system. So if you look at C-reactive protein from eating conventional chicken versus organic chicken, it's 11 times more harmful. So I do think choosing better raised meats can make a big difference and significantly lessen the chances of inflammation and any kind of cancer-causing agents. And all the health benefits of those foods certainly don't outweigh uh, the potential negatives such as mTOR factor and some of the things that people squawk about. So the, another thing that they said in this a documentary is that drinking milk causes cancer, which I guess 
maybe has happened. I feel like everything causes cancer, but to yeah, to make I a mean, blanket statement, it's certainly I've never heard milk referred to as a carcinogen. <laughs> yeah, it may be on the list. I haven't checked the carcinogen list as of late. Now, I I am against drinking milk, but not necessarily because of carcinogenic concerns. But we do know it's high in sugar. We know that many of the animals have tons of antibiotics and all kinds of crap shot up in them. So that doesn't surprise me that it might be harmful. And I do suggest to most of my clients to limit dairy intake. I mean, some of the other reasons are because of A1 casein. Um, so here's one of the points where I'm on the same page, but I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a cancer-inducing agent. Well, he said in the documentary that there's high-quality evidence linking the consumption of dairy products to cancer, but never cited it. Yeah, yeah. Which is so, another way of saying, trust me, dude. <laughs> yeah, just trust me. <laughs> <laughs> on our show, we do suggest you do your own research and look this stuff up um, and not just take our word for it. But no, I, you know, I do think that for many people, dairy could be harmful. Uh, especially if it's A1 case, or excuse yeah. me, a, yeah, a, A1 casing. That's the more harmful one. I think it can create some autoimmune concerns. It is linked with type 2 diabetes. Cancer, that's a newer one to me. So I agree on that stance, but not so much that, that hey, if you drink milk, you're going to get cancer. That's probably not likely. It's like, I agree for a totally different reason. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it's like, you should wear your seatbelt because it'll make aliens like you. It's <laughs> That's kind of what the movie is. You should still wear your seatbelt. Yeah, you should wear your seatbelt, but I don't think it has anything to do with aliens. <laughs> So there's this meme. It says, how I see math word problems. And it says, if you have four pencils and I have seven apples, how many pancakes will fit on the roof? And the answer is purple because aliens don't wear hats. <laughs> This kind of <laughs> it almost this feels way. like the approach they took for fact checking this documentary. <laughs> but I think when you're watching it, and this is the problem with documentaries, this is the problem with health studies, it feels right because it's said earnestly, it's said from a standpoint or in a manner that makes you feel like it's reputable because it's telling you, like, hey, it's reputable. It's the same kind of stuff that's going on really all over media which is that we get in our own little echo chamber. The algorithm feeds us the information we want, and then we don't have a balanced diet of dissenting viewpoints. And I think the challenge is this isn't a political issue. This is fact stuff. Like, this is just a fact or not a fact. Yeah. And they presented a lot of stuff as facts that was simply not a fact. Yeah. For instance, they said the World Health Organization said that eating meat was as deadly as smoking, but rather the World Health Organization determined that the strength of the evidence linking process meets the colorectal cancer, this is a very specific type of cancer, is similar to the strength of the evidence leaking tobacco and cancer, meaning there's convincing data, but it doesn't mean that eating processed meat is as bad for you as smoking. So they really stretch that. Also, this idea that the cholesterol in eggs being as harmful as it is, is, is we've moved on from that incorrect data from Ansel Keys back in the 60s and 70s, like decades ago. They've even declassified cholesterol as nutrient of concern and realizing that it's what actually repairs arteries. And the problem is an over-mobilization of cholesterol due to damage from harmful seed oils like canola, soybean oil, and too much sugar causing glycation. So that being the issue. So there's a lot of really bad old <laughs> science and data. Yeah, it's almost like you're talking to somebody who you're picking a topic and you're having a conversation at the bar and and they are just misquoting a bunch of stuff they heard like a bad game of telephone as if right. it's fact. And you're just looking at them like, 
Yeah, because, okay. yeah, if Come you look on. at studies back in the <laughs> 60s and 70s falsified by Dr. Ansel Keys, then, yes, it does say that cholesterol is bad for you. And then the other thing they did was uh, they would find, like, some single obscure study for one specific Which is not a good variable. scientific practice. Right, right. Uh, like so, in the case you just mentioned where they found a potential link between rectal cancer and processed meat. And then they just said, yeah, meat gives you cancer. <laughs> exactly. And the person um, who wrote the study is not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so the next point was uh, one serving of processed meat per day raises the risk of diabetes by 51%. Like that day? <laughs> like you're 51% more likely. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I feel oh like unless you could eat diabetes, there's nothing that you could eat in one day in race, I guess they're saying he must be saying, right? He's not crazy. He must be saying that by doing this for a long time. Maybe the authors of, of the original study for this said that they found daily consumption of processed meat was associated with a 19% increase, but that was relative risk increase. So if an American man's lifetime risk of developing diabetes is 32% and a woman's is 38%, Eating processed meats would lead to an absolute risk increase of 6 to 7% total. And they would take that number and come up with this 51% because of a relative between two separate numbers. Yeah. Uh, so it would almost be like saying, let's go back to seatbelts. So uh, this seatbelt is going to keep you 1% safer than this other device. Yeah. And because that 1% number was double the half a percent of the other, they would say something like, this is 200% more effective at keeping yeah. you. So data, metrics, statistics, all this stuff can be very skewed. Yeah, it's really important to say it in context. In order to really get like a really accurate food study, right? Let's say you wanted to compare somebody who's only eaten fruits and vegetables to somebody who's only eaten chicken and bacon. You'd have to take thousands of people and only feed them fruits and vegetables and take thousands of people and only feed them fried chicken and bacon. <laughs> because there's too many other factors to try to link causality to something as simple as one food in your diet when there's hormonal stuff, there's environmental stuff. And so the problem with these types of documentaries is they just make these grandiose statements based on a little thing that seems very unfair. And if you're thinking, it just really comes across as pretty silly. Yeah. The next claim was fish is toxic. Just all fish everywhere, all the time, regardless of how it raised is toxic. Because the small fish are eaten by the bigger fish and they just have this accumulation of mercury. Now, now there are uh, certain fish that may have a higher mercury content that we want to stay away from. And depending on whether it's farm raised or... Wild caught, it's going to make a difference to, to what kind of toxins, chemicals with feed and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, in you know, this wild documentary reminds me of like the 11 o'clock news trailers that would come on when I was a kid. Is your water killing you? Stay tuned till 11. And then you tune in at 11 and it's vicious toxic. Listen for more info. Yeah. Uh, so never mind all the health benefits of fish and the societies that have strictly lived on fish for millennia without any significant cancer. I think farm-raised fish is probably unhealthy for you. And I think there are higher mercury-containing fish. Like king mackerel, marlin, orange roughy, 
swordfish, and some of those guys. So you probably wouldn't want a diet that's really heavy in those. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy those occasionally. Yeah. But just this blanket statement that fish are bad for you, they're going to give you cancer or whatever is a little far-fetched. And I get like distrusting with all the misinformation that's been out there about food, but there was a scene in the movie where he's interviewing the American Diabetes Association and he's basically asking them a question and the guy answers with the information that he has, which is the research doesn't support very specific claims. And then he's see, this is a conspiracy because the guy didn't know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But he was describing an answer that wasn't known right now because the science isn't there. Yeah. But again, I guess we agree with that food companies have definitely messed up and distorted accurate information about food science for money. Yeah. Like you just had a guy, uh, somebody on a different podcast talking about the honey industry. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was fascinating. And fourth generation beekeeper who was saying that a couple of things that I just found very shocking about honey. It basically what she was saying as a woman is that honey didn't do what maple syrup did, which is make very specific rules about what you can market as maple syrup. And so there's no guidelines or regulations around what honey is. So she said up to about 80% of the honey that is around that you see in your stores is mostly corn syrup and not really honey and basically anything from China. Yeah. So here you are thinking you're making a good decision. Think you're eating a superfood. Yeah. And these. Meanwhile, it's corn syrup. Seriously, these guys are just like, here's the worst thing that you could put in your mouth. Let's slap an organic <laughs> label on that. Hey, Fire Within Nation. Has this ever happened to you? You go online to find a quick recipe for mashed potatoes, but first you have to hear about Grandfather's Farm in 1929. When I was a boy. <laughs> the first time you had a potato, and like six and a half chapters later, you get to the ingredient list. Tasted like dirt. Drives me nuts. So me and Joe have worked to solve that issue for you. If you head to firewithinnf.com and check out the recipe section, healthy recipes, following the fire within way. And it's just the recipe, no blog, you're welcome. You'll find recipes like steak chimichurri, there's a bananas foster smoothie recipe, there's a sourdough French toast, lots of healthy things, make your own ranch dip and, and tons more. So head to firewithinnf.com, check out the recipe section and enjoy. Now, olive oil is similar. That industry, uh, I know, is tampered with quite a bit. And a lot of it's a blend of canola and olive oil. And nowhere on the bottle does it say that. So she said, basically, if you want to get real honey, to go to the end cap of your grocery store and look for the ugliest honey label. Like if it's a bee dressed up as a cowboy with an Earthlink email address, <laughs> that's probably the real honey. That's the one. And just don't do anything. Yeah. And a, if it's got chunks of the... If it's got chunks of the comb in it, that's probably a good bet. So in 2017, a medical doctor named Harriet Hall, also a scientific skeptic known as Skeptoc, he reviewed the documentary on science-based medicine, and he wrote that what the health exposes the fairy tale that all major diseases can be prevented and cured by eliminating meat and dairy from the diet, and that it's blatant polemic for veganism, biased and misleading, and it's not a reliable source of scientific information, which I agree with. And then at the end of her article, agrees there are health benefits associated with increased plant consumption, which I also agree with, but also notes the evidence is uh, insufficient to recommend that everyone adopt a vegan diet and we needn't entirely reject 
all animal foods. Finally, she recommends moderation in all things. Uh, so I think that was well. Because I do think increasing vegetables in your diet is a great and positive thing. I recommend that. It's definitely an area everybody seems to agree on scientifically. Eat more vegetables. Yeah, that's a good idea. But shun all animal products and don't eat any animal products at all. It's radical. And I think that's yeah. the thing. It, anytime it's, you take a very radical stance, it's usually not as wise as a moderate stance. So I have an important question for you, Brandon. Sure. If you're a vegan mm-hmm. who does CrossFit, yeah. what do you tell people first? Because <laughs> you have to shout it at the rooftops if you're either of these things. <laughs> that seems to be the stereotype. <laughs> That'd be a tough one, man. <laughs> I feel like it's a good way to get out of a conversation, though. Just start the conversation with, hey, I'm a vegan. Yeah. Or, hey, how do you feel about CrossFit? <laughs> it's not going to be a long conversation. Just a little pro party tip for you. If you're at a party <laughs> and you can't find your way out of a conversation, those two topics seem to be very helpful. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, folks, if you don't want to buy any presents for your family, just make sure at Thanksgiving uh, you bring up your political views. That. <laughs> That's right. I agree with some points in the film. I think dairy's not great for you. Yeah, eat more vegetables, of course. Yeah, I think I think animal farming practices in, in big meat industries are not humane and needs to be addressed for sure. Some some of what they were showing and trying to bring light to with cutting open nodules and pus pouring out and all kinds of stuff. I'm sure some of that happens. Um, I think the, the dangerous side too is that there are certain there's a lot of food that's vegan that might be doing you more harm than meat. Yeah, that's true too. Processed food and um, stuff. So it's particularly with soy. It might be attacking the wrong enemy, really. Or the I guess another way of saying it would be like maybe it's not the core of the issue. Yeah. Is veganism versus people who eat meat or carnivores. The the health issues that seem to be the problems are the ones that were started up here in the fifties and sixties with over processed food and just not eating things that aren't crazily overly processed and like we said on a previous episode that the problems caused by processed foods probably aren't going to be solved by more processed foods yeah and a big part of your approach is sustainability and i think all these radical diets are very tough to sustain yeah and you've mentioned this before if you want to be a vegan go for it and you've mentioned like the pro side of hey it might be a great way to just do a 30 60 day reset or kick off a diet or yeah. get your body back into a certain way of doing it but it's a pretty it's a pretty tall ask unless you just have never enjoyed the flavor of any animal product yeah to be like hey just never eat this again yeah and i have vegan clients and i don't try and change their mind i present facts and they feel if they feel good doing this and it helps them and they're thriving I'm, it could be you know, a seasonal thing right it could be a seasonal feeling good now keep or, going now if or you, it could be for that individual it seems to jive it's rare but i think that's a possibility the main thing is watch out for blatant scare tactics and nonsense and cherry picking like this atrocity for a food documentary <laughs> it's it was real rough it was hard to watch, man. They had such experts as Steve O from Jackass. Like, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> but maybe they were trying. I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't know the intent of the people making the film. <laughs> but it doesn't seem that it was to present people with accurate information, does it? No, not at all. <laughs> it's entertaining to watch. It, there's lots of shock and scare tactic and that kind of stuff. But very little of it, I think, was representing whole truth. So it was funded. By a Indiegogo campaign, which is weird. What's an Indiegogo campaign? It's like a Kickstarter. 
Oh, okay. It's yeah, so it wasn't really funded by some big pea protein conglomerate trying to yeah make more Although money. Although it did have Michael Greger in it. He's he's got a bunch of to gain from the vegan industry. And not to say that the people who contributed to the Indiegogo didn't have a lot to gain from yeah from the industry of being vegan. Is that that maybe we can be the first pre- people to make like a, take a strong stance against big vegan? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, <laughs> big vegan. I guess it's getting that way with Google in the mix and James Cameron. There's the yeah. There's there's all kinds of vegans. To be fair, right? There's people that are vegan because of moral issues. There's people that are vegan because of health issues. There's people that are vegan because of religious issues. And so it's a little bit. I was joking earlier. Like it's a complex topic, and it's not very helpful to just be dismissive of somebody's worldview. Yeah. But what, what's also probably worse than that is to take your particular worldview and support it with things that aren't true. And that's what our problem is. That's what Benny's problem was. So make eat the way you want. That works for your body. Just make sure it's based on factual information. Hey, here's some vegan jokes that just don't get offended. Everybody gets too offended too easily. It's meant to be a joke. Just laugh at yourself. Laugh at laugh. It's okay. It's okay. So can I tell you a vegan joke? I promise it won't be cheesy. It's terrible. Although they have vegan cheeses now made out of cashew. It's not bad. I've had it. It's just not cheese. See, that's the whole (laughs) thing. It's just, hey, I found a way to make nuts taste like cheese. That's nuts. (laughs) It's nut cheese. And I don't know how I feel about that. Somebody tweeted, I heard somebody say that they knew a guy named Hunter in college, but he was also vegan. And so they all started calling him Gather. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, we're, we're being tough on vegans. They're just trying to eat healthy. So yeah, I'm just going to go and get a, a large fry and be <laughs> vegan tonight. <laughs> you do that, Joe. Here I come, McDonald's. Heart healthy. Heart healthy. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did... Go check us out at firewithinnf.com and sign up for Refuel, a weekly email with recipes, videos, and tips to stoke the fire within. Also, you can join the Fire Within community by being added to our Facebook group. And don't forget to follow us on social media.